Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. It's a podcast. It's about Reformed theology, Baptist mm-hmm. theology, mm-hmm. particular Baptist theology, faith, practice. You know, you get it. You guys listen to Doctrine mm-hmm. and Devotion. It's no big deal. Uh, my after name is 500 Joe. episodes, they should know. Yeah, after 500, I feel like we should be canonized. <laughs> you really think well, so? Well, maybe not. <laughs> I'm Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, you know what? Yep. I'm discouraged. Oh, yeah, well, we're talking about this because I, <laughs> I, I, I know it's true. I'm just going to say, here, I almost put up a tweet, but mm. I didn't know how to word it. But I wanted to tell people, like, hey. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, no, I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, bye, Felicia means you're leaving. Somebody else is leaving. Right. Uh, are you are you bye, Felicia, in me? I, you know, oh, there have been times okay. I've thought about it. Um, yeah, I almost put up a tweet explaining, just to say, like, uh, I wanted to let everyone know I'm discouraged. And I didn't want to share that for sympathy. I wanted to share that as a way of encouragement. Like, discouragement is normal. Like, we get discouraged. And sometimes- Like, misery loves company? And you're just no, like- No, no. Let me- What I'm saying <laughs> is, is that you will be discouraged. And we've actually did a whole episode on this a while back, but- Yeah. You will get discouraged. And sometimes it's warranted. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be discouraged. You failed. You screwed up. You know, you big dummy. But sometimes it's not warranted. Sometimes it's something that you need to really push back against. And either case, you need to be open. Uh, yeah. You need to yeah. look for the Lord in it. And you need to throw a, like a lonely hearts party like they did on The Office when Michael was sad and, you know, trying to find I don't love. Know. I don't. I don't. I watched the series. Mm-hmm. It was good. Mm-hmm. But Remember, again, I didn't canonize it. Okay. It was the blood drive episode. No. Nope. Remember when he gave no. blood, passed out, picked up the uh, uh, the girl's uh, uh, no, what purse, frisbee, glove, glove, <laughs> glove. No, don't care. He was telling the story. He mm. goes, "Our blood bags touched." Ugh. Kelly's like, "Oh, something." I, I know about this. I, I I know way too much about the office. I will tell you this: the I I got a real like nice sh- sunny spot, sunny spot in my week. Oh, I was watching a movie. Okay. And in this movie. What was the movie? Well, hang on. All right. right, 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 There are uh, two main characters, the two leads. Okay. Characters' names are Jimmy and Joe. And they're both pretty pretty interesting. They're really good at what they do. They're cops. Okay. Okay. You know, and uh, they're trying to find a serial killer. Uh, The movie is called uh, The Little Things. And uh, the coolest part is that. uh, Joe's character is played by the Denzel. I'm about to say that's the Denzel. Denzel uh, and Malik, Rami Malik. You're played by Rami Malik. Ah. But what's funny is Rami Malik dresses real nice. Mm -hmm. Why why is this funny? It's interesting because you dress really nice. Mm -hmm. You like like nice things. Mm -hmm. Denzel's kind of schlubby. And so, like, I like you know, buy new shoes for you know, every time yeah, I'm yeah, preaching. Like my, Malik, my new preaching shoes. He's uh, you, you've heard of uh, preacher sneakers? Yeah. What? Yeah. No, no, no. I yeah. am not we, that bad. We're, we, Jimmy, we got one just for Jimmy. It's a private Instagram. You can subscribe to it. It's called uh, Preacher Peacock, and uh, and so it's all about the the flair that Jimmy brings to the. Uh, Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> so the movie, uh, the movie was good, not great. You know, worth watching. You know, someone is going to start that account. You better start it now. Preacher Peacock. Preacher Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I might change my name, my Instagram handle. Just change preacher, preacher Peacock, everybody. Preacher Peacock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad we're hanging out. So am I. I, I, I know you've been discouraged. So have I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. We've been in it together. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Trust the Lord. Keep doing your best. Pray that it's blessed. Jesus takes care of the rest.
that's what uh it, you know i mean if you, believe, if, you, said. if you believe you can achieve yeah you know whatever rhymes uh use it and it'll help jesus take the wheel yeah, well, that doesn't rhyme but uh -huh. it doesn't rhyme jesus take the wheel <laughs> jesus take the wheel you give me all the feels for real <laughs> you're a big deal <laughs> orange peel what pig squeal <laughs> i don't know my favorite color is teal Ooh, you do Ooh. like teal don't you mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh we're gonna jump into the baptist catechism we're mm -hmm. gonna talk about uh something that if you're a calvinist you're familiar with this doctrine and uh so it's it's fun to revisit this and go over this mm -hmm. uh, we're actually going to be looking at uh three catechetical questions again mm -hmm. two weeks in a row looking uh, at they're three. all piled up on top of each other so we're kind of you know kind of getting into it that way but we're going to start with question 32 how are we made partakers of the redemption purchased by christ we are made partakers of the redemption purchased by christ by the effectual application of it to us by his holy spirit mm. so we make a big deal out of this the Orthodox Protestants <laughs> make a big deal out of this that that Christ actually did accomplish redemption. Um, he didn't just make redemption possible. He didn't go, oh, hey, it's it, it's, it's doors open. Yeah, it's kind of there, but you know, it might not take. Uh, you got to. He accomplished redemption, but not everyone is redeemed. We have to become partakers of His saving work. And you know, you have you, people begin to ask the question, well. How does that happen? How do you become a partaker? Mm. Why do some become partakers and others? And that's uh, probably the, that's probably one of the the biggest struggles for individuals when yeah. you're talking about uh, effectual calling mm. and the, and the effectual grace of God. So, effectual calling is kind of where we're going, and the Catechism eases us into it in questions thirty two, thirty three, and thirty four. And here on the front end, it says that it is by the effectual application of redemption by the Spirit. Hmm. And so you, you look at something like John 1, verses 11 through 13. Jimmy, I'm going to read this. All right. You tell me <laughs> what's the takeaway for All this. All right, here we go. He came to his own. Jesus. Okay, no, stop. Okay, that's fine, not, go ahead. No, okay, right, that's right. right. That's, okay, that, okay, that is good. true. Okay, that I, is, okay, I thought we were doing but, Sunday but school. We're not in just... Sunday school, so no, okay, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> John 1. God did it. Okay. All right, beep, now I'm not going to play anymore. I'm just going to, you know what? Bye, Felicia. I'm leaving right now. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, no, I can't leave because uh, you poured me a drink and you uh, were smoking a cigar mm. and we're relaxing and we're about to interview. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can talk about that. You can yeah, say it real gonna, fast if you well, want. It's good. Well, big for time all access. Is, big time is, if you're an all access person, you're going to get uh, the full treatment. You're going to, we're going to go full kid. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Thomas Kid. Yep. Yeah, yep. It's going to be good. All right, All right. So so John 1, 11 to 13. Yeah. It says this. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So mm. uh, the new birth is God's doing. Oh. And not man's. Oh, because they're born of God. That's not, right. Born of the will of God. Yeah. Not the will of man. No. Mm, okay. Not the, the will of the flesh. Mm, nor, you know, nor of, yeah, or, or of blood. Or blood, yeah. No. Just because you're an Israelite does not mm -hmm. necessarily mean. No, in fact, it's, it's, it's no guarantee. And so this is where we begin to press into this idea. Okay. So there are people who are born of God, meaning born again or regenerated. And those who are born again or regenerated are experiencing that because of God's work and God's choice. So we go back to like John 3, right? Where Jesus talks to Nicodemus. Mm. And oh, he yeah, says, yeah, yeah. He says, open the door of your heart 
and Wait, let what? me in. No, he says. <laughs> I was like, uh, Joey, no. <laughs> I think you're not... mystery. I think you're misremembering this. <laughs> oh, amen. <laughs> I was like, There's, we're yeah. about to have a, one of our major disagreements on yeah, air. It's, uh, it's, it's all right. We can do it. Um, instead, he says, you must be born again. He doesn't say you must make yourself born again. It's something that he had to experience. Mm-hmm. Or Titus 3, 4 mm-hmm. to 7. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, mm-hmm. so not our works, even right. quote-unquote righteous works, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That's such a great passage. That's a passage to really dwell on all week long and just keep mining it. Mm-hmm. I love it because it, you know, we have this this beautiful promise, uh, and uh, and it's a relief. Y- you are saved, to use the language here of Titus three, uh, not because of your own works, which is good because my works are pretty crummy. They're uh, they don't measure up. No, you do all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool, 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 cool. cool, cool. <laughs> uh, but it's God's mercy, this work of regeneration through the Holy Spirit. So that's really what the catechism is pushing. You become a partaker of the redemption of in Christ by the effectual working of the Holy Spirit. And so when we get to question 33, how doth the Spirit apply to us the redemption purchased by Christ? The Spirit applieth to us the redemption purchased by Christ by working faith in us and thereby uniting us to Christ in our effectual calling and mm. you get this i mean you know looking at scripture wise you look at ephesians 2 8 right for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing is the gift of god so even 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 faith even the yep. aspect of believing mm. is a gift from god himself yeah and I, that for me is super comforting because yeah. it, when i'm when i'm looking at my own faith and sometimes it's small sometimes it wanes sometimes mm-hmm. i'm struggling with doubt one of the encouragements is the faith that i have I mean, it, it's real. I do have it. it. Sometimes it's weak, but it's real. Mm-hmm. And my hope is not that I'm going to muster the strength to maintain that faith, but that that faith is a gift from God yeah. that always remains. Now, I need to cultivate it. Yep. Like I need to use the means of grace and you know seek the Lord and all of that. That's very important. But the fact that it's a gift is and one that is irrevocable is... Like super comforting for me. Well, and for me, that's super duper comforting Ooh. that it's, it's you know, if he gives it, he's not going to take it No take away. backs. No take backs. No take backs. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's in the, the covenant of redemption. Sure. I will give you faith. No take backs. No take backs. That, that's the, uh, <laughs> the peacock translation. <laughs> you do need your own translation. What, what do you mean? I need my, uh, yeah, whatever. Jesus talks about this in a couple of different ways, but one that stands out is in John 6. And John 6 is just this really heavy teaching from Jesus where he winds up losing tons of his disciples because they just ain't having it. Mm. <laughs> they do not like what he's saying at all. And they're all like, we're out. This yeah. Is, uh, yeah. For you much. numerology nerds, that's John 666. Okay. Nope. It is. And they left him yeah, yeah. and walked with him no more. That, that's not the mark of the beast. No, for, I know. I'm okay. just trying to talk to my QN on, okay. you know. Oh my goodness. 17 do, we have, do we have QAnon listeners? I, you know, I Honestly, I feel like our demographic might have one. One. Okay, I'll take, oh, it's okay to have one. I think, we, one. I think we have the shaman. Okay. 
Who's the shaman? Oh, oh never mind. Forget oh, it. See. Oh, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Homeboy. Yeah. 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 With the with the hat. Yeah, the, I think that one's okay. ours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't want that one. <laughs> no take back. No take backs. I want to repent. No, I I take backs all day long. I'm not Jesus. I do the take back. But one of the things that Jesus said in John six thirty seven is, "All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out." It's a short statement, one verse, but it's really important because it says a couple of things. One. The Father gives some to Christ. He does not give all to Christ. The Father gives some to Christ. And Jesus talks about this in John 17 as well. Um, I pray that for those that you have given to me. Mm -hmm. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And so when Jesus talks about coming to him, this is a this is a response of faith, right? This yeah. is faith, repentance. It's the whole thing. So who are the ones that come to Jesus? Well, it's the ones that the Father gave him, the elect those that have been set apart by the Father. Mm -hmm. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. I will receive you forever. You are mine. That's the kind of you know effectual push that mm -hmm. uh, that even Jesus is giving us here in John 6. So, Joe, I know we, we've touched on this multiple times, and I, but I think it's, it's fair to bring it up now. So what about the, for some that do struggle with the, the notion of effectual calling? Right. And, um, well, what about, you know, where it says uh, that he's saved the whole world? Yeah, so the, when it says, like in John, right, mm -hmm. uh, that word. Yeah, how, how's John have it here, you know, <laughs> saves the whole world, and yet then here, hold on, those that will come to me. Yeah, so when John uses the word world, this is my, this is my understanding. When John uses the, the, the word world, cosmos in Greek, um, he does not, he is generally not indicating every individual to constitute the human race from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. He doesn't mean that. Um for example, when he's writing down what the Pharisees say, I think it's John 4, 12, I think John 12. Anyways, uh, the, the Pharisees say, look, the whole world is following Jesus. Uh, the whole world is not following Jesus. Mm. Not every individual to constitute the human race from beginning to end. But poor, rich, mm -hmm. educated, uneducated, slavery, all kinds of people yeah. is going after Jesus. Even the same sense when Paul's talking about he preached the gospel to the whole world. Right. Well, hold on. The, the whole, the, like the, the whole, whole world? world, yeah, or the world known there at different people groups, right. nation, tribes, tongues, ethnicities. Exactly, and, and John especially. John's always pushing on this idea of not just Jews but Gentiles too. Like that's mm. John's thing when he's saying world, he's like Jew and Gentile. Mm. It's gone beyond. And one of the helpful ways that that uh, Reformed uh, theologians uh, have have discussed this is you know the word all. You can think about it like this: like so, Jesus is the Savior of all. It can mean, all can mean all without exception or all without distinction. And so all without exception means every individual to constitute the human race. All without distinction means all kinds of people, right? So um, you, know, you might say, what are you doing over there? You got rustling bags, <laughs> digging in garbage. What are you doing? It's not garbage. What are you doing? Keep going. What are you distracting? And people are going to hear it. And I don't know what's going okay, on. Okay, I'm trying to, f I'm, I'm trying to get my Apple Pencil out. Oh, oh. Because okay. I want to write a note for. Did I say something really good? And you're like, I got to write yes. that down. Okay, good. Well, no, you oh, gave okay. me. You, 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 I triggered a thought that you, you came up with something thought. really good. <laughs> well, no, a question. I think we need to make sure we we answer later. Good, good. So yeah, is it is it all without distinction or all without exception? And it's it's generally all without distinction. Um, all the word all is limited by its use and its context. Sometimes all without distinction. Sometimes all without exception. Uh, sometimes all within a particular group. So you, you got to look at it that way. So those are some points to consider for people that are struggling with it. So Joe, looking then at question 34, right? 
what is effectual calling? Mm -hmm. Effectual calling is the work of God's spirit, whereby convincing us of our sin and misery, enlightening mm -hmm. our minds in the knowledge of Christ and renewing our wills, he doth persuade and enable us to embrace Jesus Christ freely offered to us in the gospel. Bam. Bam. Yeah, four parts to that answer. And again, how is it that anyone comes to Christ? Right? You know, Jesus says, no one can come to me mm -hmm. unless the Father draws him. Yeah. So how is it then that the Father draws people to Christ? We see it, it that it is the work specifically of the Holy Spirit, the work of God's Spirit that is doing a couple of different things, right? Convincing us of our sin and misery, enlightening our minds, renewing our wills, and then persuading us to believe. Maybe let's just talk about those things. Okay. Right. So convincing us of our sin and misery. Ain't nobody getting saved unless they are convinced of their sin yeah. and their misery. They need to understand the state that they're in yep. and the separation between uh, the, you know, their wretched them in their wretched state mm. and the holy god who created them yeah it's it's not just being convinced that you're a sinner because most people can grasp especially the people that i know like that are not christians they're not confused they know that they sin they do wrong things yeah some of them have gone to prison they don't struggle with like yeah I've, i'm a sinner it's are they convinced of their misery do they do they mourn their mm, sin i think do, i like, I like the way yeah grieved that they have offended god do they understand the the like the consequences mm -hmm. of their sin and the miserable estate that they are in right because of their sin you've got to i think i think people who are saved ultimately come to the place where they see that they are justly condemned and that that's fair and then yeah and they they mourn it they they hate it that's one of the things that the spirit is doing convincing us of our sin and misery but then also it says enlightening our minds what, what does it mean, enlightening our minds in the knowledge of Christ? Well, I mean, Scripture talks about that we are in this darkness, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. <clears throat> and and so what I, what's ironic to me is uh, often we'll hear about uh, from our traditionalist brothers mm -hmm. and sisters that, um, well, you're trying to put people in a cage. Right. Like you're trying to tell them that they're robotic and like, you know, you're, you're shutting their eyes to they have to think and be a certain way. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they, they're, they're robotic, I think is the best way. But Domo origato. Mr. Mr. Roboto. Roboto. Yes. Yes. Um, but we're, but scripture talks about those that do not know Christ, who's who have not been enlightened, are in darkness. They're blinded by yeah. it and they don't know any better. And they go just they live their lives according to their nature. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so enlightening our minds uh, is always like that. The lights being turned on yeah. to the knowledge of who Jesus Christ yeah. is. Because you're just you don't. You just don't get to the point where you embrace him on your own, right? That, you know, it's in, in question 33, it's by working faith in us. And you talked about that, Jimmy, that faith is this gift. Faith yeah. is something that that God produces. And we're going to talk about how we're persuaded here at the end. But that is a part of this enlightenment that you gain understanding. And this is more than just seeing that Jesus is good, that Jesus is righteous, that Jesus, it's even more than an understanding that Jesus is the son of God, because you can affirm all of those truths and still not have faith, right? Still mm. not actually trust. Mm -hmm. So this enlightenment includes the, the, the basic knowledge, but it, it's leading to uh, an effectual knowledge that ultimately renews our wills, which is, I mean, astounding that, that the will before our conversion is bound to sin. It's turned in on itself. It's in captivity. 
right? Yeah. I mean, we are slaves. Jesus is very clear about this. So, so the notion of free will is, is yeah. no, that will is captive. You can only it's do. handcuffed. Everybody's will is limited by its nature. Everybody's I mean, will. Yeah, God I mean, is limited I, by his nature. And we are naughty by nature. The, oh. Not because I hate you. Best, best naughty by nature song. Go. What? Best naughty by nature song. Go. Uh, I don't know. Well, you're the quote naughty by nature. I don't know. I can't remember. One? I haven't listened to it so long. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you okay. name one. Because I really don't. Do I they, almost said Is that jump. OPP? Is that naughty by nature? I don't know. Maybe. No, I, I in my know. mind, I was thinking of a song and I'm like, wait a second, that's crisscross. <laughs> All right, naughty by nature. You done with OPP? Yeah, I see. Yeah, uh, OPP. Yeah, I was right. I was right. Hey, everybody. Hey, gold star for me. <laughs> Joey is still hip. All right. So, what were we talking about? I oh, mean, that we're bound by that nature. Yeah, we are enslaved. I mean, this is this isn't this isn't shocking. What's shocking is that God frees us and gives us a new nature. So, if you're if you can only do what's in accord with your nature, and your nature is sinful, you'll only sin yeah like the, so even your best deeds are going to be selfishly motivated not done for the glory of god mm. and when god ultimately renews our wills when he causes us to be born again in the it's, it's that ezekiel 36 promise right that i'm going to start a new mm -hmm. covenant right mm -hmm. and i'm going to put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my ways i'm going to take out your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh all of that he changes our nature so now we begin to act in accordance with a new nature mm -hmm. so faith gives birth to works it gives way to godliness and those are real things and they do please the lord because they're perfected by christ and they please the lord because they stem from faith and a renewed heart so renewing our wills knowledge of christ and renewing our wills he doth persuade and enable us to embrace jesus christ freely offered to us in the gospel so Ooh, that's how, how, how do we yeah how do you reconcile those two right because you got persuade and enable us so mm -hmm. persuade yep so i hear like to that it, it almost sounds like pushing yep right? changes your mind changes your mind persuade and enable us to embrace jesus christ who is freely offered yeah so how how is one freely offered and yet you're persuaded on the issue of persuasion i have yet to meet a christian who hasn't admitted traditionalist arminian whatever calvinist obviously when i ask them would you ever have come to believe in Jesus if God himself didn't persuade you? They also like, well, no, God, and they use different words. He pricked my heart. Like that's the old Southern Baptist language. Yeah, because I mean, anything, they, he did any, any, anything else is arrogant. I think so. Anything else, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I was sitting there and I was like, I'm gonna give God a shot. I was thinking like my best thoughts and I thought, <laughs> I'm gonna give, yeah, Jesus. That's I'm gonna give one. this that's, a that's try. the right way. Or um, I was, you know, I was studying and I was like, Huh. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I figured out that this is the right way. It's like, regardless of, of study and intellectual capacity and all of that, uh, we are persuaded by the spirit that Jesus is the savior. But when he renews our wills, when he regenerates us, he is persuading us and enabling us to embrace Jesus. So there's two things. One, persuaded means that, oh, okay, we see it now. I am convinced. And now we are enabled to embrace Jesus, which means before this, we were incapable of receiving Christ. Our mm. hearts didn't work that way. They, 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 I mean, we were spiritually dead. They didn't yeah. beat with love for God. And yeah, so Jim Rayburn, uh, the founder of Young Life, uh, I mean, one of the things uh, he would always say was, um, 
if a if if a kid could just see if a, if a teen can see Jesus for who he really is, it he can't help but fall in love with them, right? Mm. And so the notion is, once those blinders come off, once uh, as you're proclaiming the gospel, the Spirit is at work, uh, and it enlightens the minds, so the knowledge of Christ, renewing our wills, persuades, enables them. They can't help but embrace Jesus Christ, who's been freely offered in the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, you can't see it on your own. You're blind, but mm-hmm. right? the scales have to be taken off. Yep. So you are persuaded and then enabled. So this is where I think you know some people kind of trip up because they're thinking like, oh, so God just twists my arm and makes me a Christian. No, he gives you a heart that works. And what, what do hearts do? They pump blood and oxygen. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a heart that works, a spiritual heart that works, trusts the Lord. It's what it does. <clears throat> There's like this restoration from, you know, we, you have the fall, right? You have man fallen nature yeah and to a degree you've got this renewing of going back to what it truly means to be human yeah totally you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like it's like in, in part ooh, you're, you're finding that ontological self mm. yeah yeah which you won't fully know yeah the, the sin is the undoing of our humanity Right? That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. And so salvation is the the redoing. <laughs> the of restoration our, yeah. of, of one's humanity. Yeah. And it's 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 not just becoming religious. It's well, no, it it is, but it's because our 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 faculties are being restored to a better condition. I think that'd be a great episode to discuss later on, and not not this week. It takes some time to kind of prepare it. But like that notion of how when one becomes a believer, they focus so much on the spiritual aspect of it. We focus a lot on like the spiritual blessings Mm. and yet forget there's fully God, you know, Jesus himself, fully God, fully man. Humanity does matter. Yeah. Perfect humanity. And this is in contrast to what a lot of dispensationalists, at least classic dispensationalists used to teach, which is the human you is not the real you. That's just a flesh suit that you're wearing. And uh, and uh. you got to get out of that thing to get to the real you. But so Jesus was like, just wearing a flat, like, what are we talking well, about? And, that, and that's it. And, and so becoming a believer is finding, you know, is that path towards humanity. The first Christian I ever heard talk about that, that mm-hmm. idea that you are becoming. Jimmy more, Fowler. No, oh. no, it was Sugar Ray. And, no, it wasn't him <laughs> either. Um, you said Ray, I had to come up with the Ray. Um, it was a guy named Charlie Peacock. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you would know Charlie Peacock. Nope, Charlie Peacock was a very popular Christian musician artist. And I don't know where he fell on the theological spectrum of reformed mm-hmm. and all that. But in one of his books, he pushed on that issue and it really helped the way he worded it really helped me to see what we're talking about right here. That regeneration doesn't turn you some it, regeneration doesn't pull you away from your humanity. It doesn't elevate you above your humanity. Yes, that's it exactly what I want to talk about. Your humanity. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah. That's what I want we're to gonna talk do about that. Right there. We're going to do that. We're, we're going to do that. So, so oh. I was going to say that when we're it, it enabled mm-hmm. to embrace Jesus, it becomes a free choice in that we are doing it without compulsion. We're not forced to do it against our will. Mm-hmm. We are enabled. But because the heart works properly, it does what it's supposed to do. It trusts its maker. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we choose Jesus freely, but we can only do that because of the grace of Christ, because of his effectual calling. And we necessarily do it because of his grace and effectual calling. So what's the point of evangelism? 
I know we've covered that multiple times, but we always have to talk about it when we talk about effectual calling here. Uh, if it's the spirit's work happening in the life of, of an individual and it's the spirit that's enlightening the minds of the knowledge of Christ, renewing the will, persuading, and then enabling us to embrace Jesus Christ freely offered to us of the gospel, why preach the gospel? Okay, so there are two passages of scripture that come to mind. Okay? All right, go. So one is Second Thessalonians 2.13. Um, I go here for a lot of doctrines because there's so much packed in here. But here Paul says, we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the spirit and belief in the truth. Uh, to this, he called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this calling, right? This is that effectual calling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, there, became, there came a, a point in time when in hearing the gospel, you responded in faith because in that moment, God was calling you. Yeah. So why do we share the gospel? Because our evangelistic activity is one of the instruments or means that God uses to draw these people to the sun. And the other verse that I, I, I like to share with people is Acts chapter 13, uh, mm -hmm. starting in verse 48, because here, you know, we have evangelism going on, you know, Paul, Barnabas, there's a bunch of stuff happening, gospels being preached. Mm -hmm. And in verse 48 of Acts 13, it says, and when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord and as many as were appointed to eternal life mm. believed. So they're preaching the gospel and some people believed. Well, who believed? As many as were appointed to yeah. eternal life. It doesn't say and everyone who believed was then appointed to eternal life. It's the opposite. As many mm. as were appointed, the elect, the set apart, they believed in that moment because that was the moment that God chose to regenerate them through mm -hmm. the work of the Spirit and the ministry of the Word. So we preach the gospel with confidence because that's all, that's my only part. We proclaim Jesus. We get to tell people about Jesus, say like, you're a sinner worthy of God's wrath, but he loves you anyways, and he, mm. he offers you redemption. So if you will look to Jesus and trust in him, your sins will be forgiven. You'll be received. And now it's up to God to do the real work. Yeah. The real work is the, you know, the, the miracle that happens in a soul, bringing someone from death to life. So that's why we do evangelism. And evangelism is encouraged by the doctrine of effectual yeah. calling. Yeah. Without effectual calling, no one would believe. We would just be stuck in our sins. Mm -hmm. So we should have boldness, confidence, you should feel good about it. Yeah. Let's get out there and share the gospel. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook, slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts. We got mm -hmm. video content. We yes, got we all access exclusive content for you. And it's commercial free. Ooh. That's what's nice. That, that, that extra content. Ain't no commercials in there. There we go. Feels good. Later. Mm -hmm.